0: gives a shiver of apprehension and declares, now I am in the deepest East. What the joke illustrates is how much perspectives of East and West are relative, dependent on one's point of departure and prior assumptions. Now, you would think that simply defining Eastern Europe would be easy, a simple matter of getting out a map and drawing a line down the middle of Europe. But in fact, definitions of Eastern Europe vary. Usually, they run from Estonia in the north, at the chilly shores of the Baltic Sea, all the way to Bulgaria in the south, at the Black Sea. Some 20 or so countries of tremendous diversity in language, ethnicity, religion, and history. The reasons for the indeterminacy of Eastern Europe and its shifting borders are ultimately historical. This other Europe, as it has sometimes been called, has found itself over the centuries wedged between a series of empires, the Russian, Ottoman, Turkish, Habsburg, Austrian, and German empires. And it's this geopolitical reality that has shaped Eastern European history. So in a word, Eastern Europe is a strategically crucial location and over the centuries has been a really dangerous piece of real estate. In fact, few peoples in the region want to be considered Eastern European, or readily identify themselves as such. For example, Estonians will tell you that they're really Northern Europeans, or close to Scandinavia, which is true. If you ask a Hungarian, Pole, Czech, or Latvian, they will most often tell you that they consider themselves Central Europeans. Czechs point out, quite correctly, that their capital of Prague is actually to the west of Vienna, Austria. Meanwhile, Lithuanians are proud that a geographical commission of experts officially pinpointed the central point of Europe in a field in Lithuania. But there's a whole other series of other rival spots that are also claimed as the center of Europe, depending on how you draw the lines. Some people in this region instead insist on it being called Eastern Central Europe, which is a very fine distinction. A subcategory of all of this involves the label Balkan, which is also rejected by many in the southeastern European region. A key point, then, is that hardly anyone wants to be in Eastern Europe. This is because Eastern Europe's past conjures up images of economic backwardness, communist repression, the Iron Curtain, and periods of intense fragmentation and violence. The very word balkanization is synonymous with disorder and ethnic cleansing, allegedly uniquely linked to the southern reaches of Eastern Europe. This is a historical experience conditioned by being between massive empires, often empires that were contending with one another. As a result, this area has been fought over, repeatedly divided, and full of turmoil. No wonder that people want to get out. For Western Europe, Eastern Europe has also often functioned as a sort of foil, the other against which they can define themselves. Consider one of the classic accounts in popular literature of the other. That's Bram Stoker's 1897 novel, Dracula, in which Jonathan Harker, a young, unsuspecting lawyer from England, is sent on a mission to Transylvania, to meet the most famous fictional Eastern European of all, Count Dracula. Heading into the Carpathian Mountains, the lawyer is aware that he is entering one of the wildest and least known portions of Europe, not even shown on maps, and the atmosphere is one of mystery, wildness, and backwardness. Harker observes that in this land with many different ethnic groups, quote, every known superstition in the world is gathered into the horseshoe of the Carpathians, as if it were the center of some sort of imaginative whirlpool, end quote. He notes that the farther east one goes, the more unpunctual the trains. Little wonder, then, that he asks himself, with a, a sense of foreboding, what sort of place had I come to, and among what kind of people? The answer, of course, is that he has landed in the castle of a vampire who will seek to import his evil into the very heart of Western civilization, Britain. Let's start by listing each of the present-day countries we will include in our definition of Eastern Europe. As I just noted, this is a contentious issue, but we'll follow a productive criterion of including those countries from the Baltic Sea to the Black Sea.